Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Frederick Bell. Fred, are you ready to do this? Absolutely, George. All right, let's 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 go. Frederick is the CEO of Elemental Royalties. They are a gold-focused royalty company. He's been the recipient of Young Rising Star Award by Minds and Money. I'm excited to have you on. Fred, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, I suppose I'd probably define myself as a young mining professional. Um, so I think almost the the newer generation coming into mining, and I think there's there's a perspective that everyone has on the mining industry from the outside and i think that when you look at the future mining as a whole is is integral to you know, whether it's green energy revolution wind turbines electric cars whatever it is when we're in the car when we're at home when we're making food when we're at work we are using metals and minerals that have either been mined or farmed and so um i i, I look i studied history I came into mining by accident. I think I fell in love with the industry. Um, and fast forward, uh, you know, fast forward a, a bit more than ten years, and um, I, I set up a, a gold royalty company, and we listed in in Canada last year um, in the middle of COVID. So that was an experience. Uh, so doing a roadshow from home hmm. on the computer um, in different time zones, but uh, yeah, fundamentally we're a we're a gold royalty company, and and what we're really doing is we're giving in people. Uh, I think exposure or opportunity to get exposure to to gold in a diversified vehicle, um, and and if you don't know the royalty model, I, I think you should not just in mining, um, but you know it's it's a lot of industries and it is a really powerful business model. And the best way to describe it is maybe um, we're here on a on a podcast, and if you think of your average uh, some favorite music song, uh, the, the the writer, the singer, the producers might get a royalty on that. And every time that song is listened to, they might get one cent or one dollar. And we are doing very similar. We get royalties on different gold projects around the world, Canada, Australia, wherever it is. And, and then that gives us a really diversified exposure to gold ongoing. And, and that's, um, that's really a quick intro to the company. Nice. Well, I appreciate that. <clears throat> so when you say you, you get a royalty, I, I, I totally understand that. Is that because you've made an agreed upon investment that will allow them to to grow their business? So you're sort of becoming like a little shareholder. Yes, it's it's actually we have bought partly third party royalties, so that's existing ones on assets. And if you look at the mining industry today, and it maybe goes back to that first point about how much the mining industry has changed, and mines nowadays might take ten years to actually be developed and built. And by anyone's investment horizons, that's a long time. And there's an awful lot of money and effort that people are putting in over years to to develop this project. Um, and so along the way, people often take some risk off the table. And maybe that is in the form of some shares. Maybe that is in the form of a royalty. And so for us, it's an opportunity to really almost aggregate some of those together. And then we we offer a really diversified vehicle. Um, that is more diversified than the big mining companies um, because we don't have to operate any assets and we get exposure to top line revenue. So um, it is you don't get operating cost inflation. You don't have to contribute to ongoing costs. Once you own a royalty, 
you just get checks in the post every quarter, every year, for as long as that asset goes. And if it goes for 40 years, then you get paid for 40 years. So it is, it is really good in that sense. And um, again, using the music analogy, I think if, if you had a, you think of your favorite song and you had a royalty on it, you might be listening to a different song in five years time. And, and so actually, if you took a royalty on 20 of your favorite songs and put them all together, that would be uh, a more stable investment and give you more exposure generally. And that's sort of in a very similar way what we're doing um, with this, with a gold royalty company. Nice. All right. And so there is, <clears throat> there's like an initial, for lack of a better term, an IPO that I have as, let's say that I'm operating, uh, I was going to say GLG Gold, but that would be inappropriate because that was a company. Those are my, my initials. I'm operating George Grumbacher Gold Company. I, I, I own land in Canada. I think that there's gold there. I, I, I start digging, I start the mine, it's going to take me 10 years, but I've shown through my analysis that there is in fact gold under the ground. And I say, you know what, I need to have some revenue coming in, I want just money coming in, and that's where I would start or, or offer a royalty. Yeah, exactly. That's often the case. Prospectors, sometimes landowners end up with a royalty. And for them, you might be um, at a time in your life where you think that you know this this mine could take an awfully long time to be developed, and I'd like to buy a house in the next ten years. Yeah. So maybe actually I I take a royalty on it and sell it to someone, and they can put it into a portfolio where it fits, rather than me having ninety percent of my personal exposure to this asset. And um and that's typically how a lot of royalties come about. Some are financings for the to build a mine directly. Um, so some are with the companies. Um, but it is a it is a pretty mixed. Um, you know, they come away, they come around through all shapes and forms. We bought a royalty, funnily enough, from um, Carlton Breweries, which, if you like your beer, is Foster's Beer, and they had it through some acquisitions in Australia. So I think we had a uh, we had a Foster's to celebrate um, when we closed that deal. But makes all sense uh, in the world. Yeah, it's it's I think it's it's a really pertinent um, sort of gold as an investment. And, and again, I'm from a, I'm in my mid thirties. I'm in a generation where a lot of my friends invest in Bitcoin and crypto on their phone. And, and actually it's, it's, um, you know, gold is, is an investment that provides uh, diversification, um, away from individual currencies. And I think crucially, unlike cryptos and Bitcoins, you never, you never know with those, which is going to ultimately succeed. Gold has been around for millennia. It is accepted internationally. And, you know, where other things might go up and down over the course of months or years, you look at gold and it has been a constant throughout history. And um, that's not just individuals, it's central banks. It is you know, actually in governments themselves. And so I think um, particularly in, in, in sort of today's environment where there is a lot of money being printed and a lot of debt being created by governments, I think gold has a really crucial role to play. And and that's why I think um, actually if you can do it not via a specific miner in a specific country where you have a lot of asset risk, a lot of country risk, if you can do it in a vehicle where you get some top line revenue to multiple assets, it's really diversified, but you get that leverage to all their exploration ongoing. That's why it sort of works. And, and that's really what attracted me um, to end up setting up a, a royalty company and um being here today chatting with you nice no i appreciate yeah. it and that that certainly does make sense so um 
the the initial sale that that I make, I just kind of announce it, and people can I say, hey, I, I have a royalty for sale, and people buy that because I am theoretically speaking five years off or eight years or nine years off from actually producing and then selling, so making money. Does that royalty is 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 that of lesser value versus a royalty of an existing going concern? Yes. Yeah, of course. I mean, look, it's it's always a trade-off between the size of the resource, the operator, the jurisdiction, whether it's in production or not. And when we talked about long timeline nowadays for environmental permitting, for, for social permitting, really, you know, with the communities and, and building the mine, um, obviously, there is some pretty big hurdles to to get over. And, and, and some of those, there's there's no, you know, it just takes time. Yeah. You need to get people comfortable. You need to make sure you've done the proper risks assessments and feasibility studies. And so for that reason, uh, producing royalties, I think I'd call it the holy grail because you're getting exposure today to gold prices in our case. And you're and you're getting the exposure down the line through continuing exploration. So it's um, yeah, it, it works you know, very much. Um, I suppose uh, it works best when you have producing royalties. But then you can also have some development assets that might come in in year two, year three, year four, year five, year six. So you've got that constant growth. And um, I think one of the really interesting things about royalty companies as a whole, and this doesn't just apply to mining, but the model is that you don't operate any assets. And so you're very, very lean management teams. And, and the biggest mining royalty companies are you know, 30 billion market cap and 30, 35 employees. So it's sort of incredible when you get to that scale. Um, and, uh, and I think uh, where we are, you know, the benefit we have is we can grow quite fast. So we've sort of grown revenue 50% year on year since we started in 2017. Um, and I think that that's obviously harder to do when you're bigger. But it's, um, it's certainly it's a good business model to be in. Nice. Yeah, I appreciate that. So as as a potential investor in a royalty company, I would be looking at at who is managing and who is making these decisions. So I'd be looking at you and say, okay, how how is how is Fred doing a a, a great job at evaluating which of these royalties to be looking at, and then buying to what you're just talking about buying existing revenue generating, but then also looking yeah. to the future so that. You know, ten years from now, when some of these are no longer producing anymore, just because they ran out of gold, we have new ones coming online. Yeah, and I think this is something that, um, again, can probably broaden it outside of mining and apply generally. But I remember investing um, many years ago now at university myself, and I I always, always, always underestimated the people and the management, and um, and now. The, being on the other side of the fence and actually running a company, that's always now the first thing I look at. I go on a company and I look at who's involved in this, who's on the board, who's a management, um, you know, do they have a track record of success? And um, I think we're fortunate in that um, two of our directors actually owned royalties personally, <laughs> both producing royalties. Um, and I think uh, uh, both of them have sort of built billion dollar mining companies um, and been involved in that. Um, and uh, And we've got some... Um, some really good technical experience in the DNA of, of Elemental from when we started. And Richard and Peter, who um, who I started this with, um, and I've known Richard for more than a decade now, 
both come from a technical background, worked for Western Mining in Australia, which was one of Australia's biggest companies. And I think that was crucial because we can, as you say, we can find opportunities, but you need that gray haired technical experience. And you almost need those scars from seeing things that have gone wrong to inform your decision making going forwards. And so um, I think as we have grown, we've been able to attract better, you know, we've got bigger institutional investors, but also we've really strengthened out the team um, with people who have been there, done it, serially successful. And the great thing is it's not just their experience, but it's also their contact base. Because a lot of these royalties, they come through network, they come through people. And I always think it's a people business. So I've always thought that good people introduce you to other good people and and then it becomes a really virtuous cycle in, in terms of your network connections and, and a lot of these royalty opportunities ultimately do come through those those introductions and, and other people in the industry. Nice. I appreciate that. So so how do I as as an investor participate? Am I do I need to be an accredited investor? As I'm talking and saying that, I recognize that you are in in the UK, and that the stock is traded in in Canada. But how how yeah. how does it all work? So it's um I mean look I can uh, in the UK we can buy shares now on on our mobile phone if you've got an if you've got an investing platform and um, I think if you're in Canada we're listed on the TSXV um, with the symbol LEELE and in the US we're listed on the OTC. Um, with the symbol ELEMF, and um, and nowadays I think if if you if you have a investing platform, generally I would think that anywhere from Australia to Europe to South America, you can probably go on your go on your phone, go on your laptop, and you can actually look up the company and um, and uh, I think most places participate. I, I I always think that technology, the world is getting smaller and smaller, and it's getting easier every month to talk to people and engage with people and even you know in this example invest in companies on the other side of the world yeah yeah i couldn't agree more it is it it is an amazing thing and to learn about things that you never really knew a lot about like royalty companies and investing in gold this way so when 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 i go and buy shares then y'all issue a, a a dividend is that how it works out Yes, yeah, so we actually we paid a dividend when we started the company privately. So we started in 2017. Um, we listed last year in 2020. We actually stopped paying a dividend when we listed, um, partly because I think we um, we sort of doubled the size of the company twice last year. Um, and so our view was at this stage, growth is is more important um, for us getting critical mass and scale, because what you really want as a royalty company is is diversification mm-hmm. i think um and that's really helpful so our view is um a dividend is probably um is probably a, an efficient return of capital um as a route um and maybe that's something that starts to come in in 2022 um as as one of our bigger royalties or our biggest royalty sort of has just come on stream recently so you are viewing yourself more as a growth company yeah, definitely. I mean, look, we have, um, I think we started this in 2017 at a roughly 27 cent equivalent share price. And, and we're probably 140, 150 at the moment. Um, we've increased share price every time. I think we have increased revenue. Um, 
every every year um, since we've started and um, up until last year when full year results were announced I think we had um, doubled revenue year on year so it's it's definitely a growth stock in, in that sense um, as you would expect with a in some regards a, a startup royalty company in 2017 and, and this was literally just an idea um, jotted down on a piece of paper then um, so I think it's the natural evolution is that as we grow and as a portfolio builds out um, dividend is one of those um, items on the list that that starts to make more sense got it makes perfect sense to me well Fred the people are ready for your difference making tip what do you have for them I think it it actually I'll go back to something that that came about through a question that you asked today and it's about people and if I I whether it's in in in, in work or or in personal life I think um I think working with, associating with good people, um, I have learned over the course of my career uh, makes a huge difference. And um, and I think sometimes you you even see it in, in sports teams where you where you get a, a top manager in a top coach and, and they can get more out of the people around them and you get in a in a really positive environment. So I think if I could go back go back to my younger self, um, I would say look out for the really successful driven honest people with a with a good ethics and i think um you know, work with them get to know them learn from them so that would be my that would be my top tip well i think that that is great stuff that definitely gets come on come on yeah it is all about <laughs> the people man i like it well frederick thank you so much for coming on where can people learn more about you and how can they engage with you and elemental royalties uh, easiest way is always initially probably our website, um, www.elementalroyalties.com. And um, we always say that we're uh, phone lines are open if anyone ever calls the office. And funnily enough, we, we rarely get calls from investors. Um, but uh, it definitely, um, yeah, if people do, we're always uh, very receptive and, and happy to talk through a bit about the company and, and the history and, and the plans going forwards as well. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Fred your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to ElementalRoyalties.com and find them however you like to purchase your stocks and um, see if it's a good fit for you. Thanks again, Fred. Thanks, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together. <laughs>